Hey there, welcome to There Is A Season podcast. If you are new here, we are a mother-daughter duo um, talking about the seasons of a woman's life through a biblical perspective. I'm Scotty. And I'm Michelle. And today we are continuing our conversations with our dear friend Paula. So we hope this can be eye-opening as well as encouraging to you all. Thank you for listening. Okay, so we were talking, we decided we were going to talk about clinging to the Lord. Mm. I need because, to cling to Him daily. Right, because Absolutely. we... Hourly, minutely. minutely. That's not <laughs> <laughs> But we had talked about the promises of God before this, and then because we wanted to start with, like, the foundation. Like, mm. you know, th- those promises mm. have to be the foundation of everything that we deal with in life. So, mm-hmm. and after we kind of get down those promises and remind ourselves of those promises we have to cling to the lord and cling to the promises so um so yeah that's kind of where we had thought we would talk yeah and i take notes scotty does too in her phone of like different things that you know just touch us you know like through our bible readings through the week or anything of that so yeah i well, I'm going to say I've been going through a study. It's through a group called Daily Grace. Mm-hmm. Daily Grace Club. Mm-hmm. Love them. Yes. And so the study, well, Heath and I have been going through a joint study in, um, it's called Rooted in Him. Mm-hmm. And it takes place in Colossians. And so it's taking us through the book of Colossians. And so the past few days, I think I'm on week four, maybe. But the past few days have been really on, like, okay, is he really your all in all? Mm-hmm. Is he, you know, the only one that you're focusing on? Don't focus on people. Don't mm-hmm. focus on their opinions. Don't focus on who you're, who you think you're supposed to be. Don't focus on any of those other things. Focus on Christ. Yeah. And it takes you through just little nuggets at a time. But it's been super helpful for me personally, um, just to kind of remember that I, yes, is it important for me to be a a good employee? Yes. You know, is it important for me to try my best? Yes. Is it important for me to do my best at making our house a home now that we've moved into it and all those things? But when, in the grand scheme of things, like if I'm doing all those things and not focusing on Christ or Mm -hmm. if I'm doing all those things... To all try the glory to, of Christ. Right. Yeah. But it also comes to a point where am I trying to do those things so that God thinks of me better? He doesn't think of me. He can't really right. think of it me. It almost becomes works based. Yes. And you're getting the cart before the horse by trying to do all the right things mm-hmm. to gain favor when really when you're rooted in Christ, it is the fruit of that. It's a natural outpouring. Yes. These things will just happen. But when you try and force it, then you're doing it from a place of depletion mm-hmm. yeah. and in yeah. your own power. And then it just leads to frustration and burnout and mm-hmm. all of these that things. That is so true. I, I think we went through that just because we had a <clears throat> turnover in our church a year and a half ago now. Mm-hmm. But honestly, and the word my husband used was, he said, God is taking his hand off this church. He said, something has changed. Everybody is like it was like like walking through mud you know it's like everything just took so much more effort because we nobody was doing anything with the lord in mind we were doing it because our pastor had said we needed to 
and it wasn't for the right reason. Mm -hmm. It wasn't because we loved the Lord and we wanted to serve the people right. that love the Lord. It was because pastor said, I need you here. And it's like everybody was getting burnout. Everybody was getting just stretched to the max. And I thoroughly believe God calls us all to be hard workers. Mm -hmm. But I also, he rested. You cannot push yourself to the max and expect to be able to give your best. No. And it, I don't think he expects us to. No. And when it feels heavy and hard. Yeah. Isn't that the opposite of what Jesus said our burden should be? Like, yes. The burden in Christ is easy and light. Yeah. So there, something is wrong when it feels heavy and hard. Right. And that's exactly what I felt like we we experienced. And that's I think that was the moment when I'm like, man, it's like it's just hard to come to church every week. And right. that was when my husband's like, I think God is taking his hand off this church. He said something. I don't know what it is. Right. He said, but something underneath is wrong. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, probably within three months, we had a, I don't know, just a whole fallout. And and it's not that way anymore. Like, people are yeah. so excited to serve. People are yeah. like, what do you need? You know, do you need help? I will help you. You know what? You know, and it is light and it's easy and it's, you know, to go through each week and well, push yourself. Something we don't like to talk about as Christians, but... When Jesus is the good shepherd, you have to think about shepherding and sheep. And a good shepherd will sometimes cull the flock. <laughs> if you've got a sheep that is leading other sheep away from the shepherd, they're mm -hmm. always getting out of the fence. They're always, and because they'll take other sheep with them. And that sheep gets corrected and pulled back in only so many times before it gets culled from the herd mm. for the good of the flock. Yeah, mm. yeah. pruning. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like pruning a bush. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes There's it needs so to... There's so much, you know, in Scripture that talks about pruning, and it talks mm -hmm. about, you know, casting this into the fire and cutting this off and culling and yeah. and all of those things that it's necessary that is in our humanness, we wouldn't necessarily make that call. Yeah. Or we would make it too soon. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we, 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 we both have too much patience for the wrong thing. And not, not enough, enough not enough grace mm -hmm. for correction to take place. But the Lord in his wisdom knows exactly what we need when we need it. Right. And when you just allow him to do the pruning and to do the culling and to do all of those things instead of fighting against it. Right. And, and instead of being so upset that that has happened, but to look at the fruit, we mm -hmm. just pruned fruit trees today. Mm-hmm. We've got these overgrown pear trees, and we've been spending, it has taken the last four years, we've been rehabbing these trees oh, okay. because they've gotten super tall, and like they're not, they weren't giving off good fruit. So I started researching pruning, and you can only take 30% or else it'll kill the tree. Oh, wow. Because it needs the leaves for photosynthesis, so if you take away too many leaves, then it can't feed the root system. Okay. So it has to take in enough sunlight and all the so you have to do it like slowly over time. And these were like super overgrown pear trees. Nothing had ever been done to them. So we're finally on like the fourth year of one pear tree. We need a, a couple more years for the other one because it was sicker than the oh, first okay. tree. So we had to go slower with that one. But last year was the first year that we really saw results in that because we're like, no, oh, no, we're taking a lot out of this tree. And last year we had more pears than we've ever had. 
but we we should have thinned them more because too many were growing all together. Oh. And we thinned them a little bit. We but we were afraid to thin them too much. Um, and we still ended up with small fruit. But this year we took more off the tree, and we were planning on thinning pretty thoroughly when they first put out fruit, so that there's more room for the fruit to grow mm. and they can produce larger fruit. That is such a perfect picture of Christ. Honestly, but like we're not sad that we t- we were nervous yeah. when we first started doing it. Do we do this? But now that we've been doing it a couple of years and we're starting to see the results, we're seeing better fruit, we're seeing more fruit. Right. We're encouraging low branches and wide branches. And, yeah. You know, so it's got enough air and it's got enough circulation and it's got enough sunlight yeah. and all of these things that you need for healthy growth, room to breathe. Enough for rain to get in and really, but also like not overcrowd. Yeah. And um, it's not an overnight process. It's, it's a not. slow it process. Takes a, it's, it takes a long time, but we certainly aren't mourning the wood that we cast into the fire. Sure. Right. And God, Christ doesn't call us to, you know, change overnight. He doesn't right. do those changes mm-hmm. in us, you know, instantaneously. Right. Like we are called to die to ourselves daily. Right. And to give it over every day. And honestly, if we do that, that's the hard part is like getting up in the morning and purposing in our hearts that I am going to give this day to Christ and I am going to get in my word. And I think that's like what you had said. Our focus is on the wrong thing. Like we can get all disgruntled, like Mm -hmm. so-and-so is not doing this in church or so-and-so is not even helping. And I'm doing all of these things. What's your focus on? Right. right then and there. What is your right. focus? Your focus is on what that person is doing. And that's just like the disciples. Well, what's that well, one and that one you doing? You look at Mary and Martha. Yes. We just so went through that yesterday. I did a study a few years ago and we're and she's, aren't you going to make your, my sister help me? Right. I'm in here doing all the work. She's serving. She's doing it. But she's got this attitude and mm-hmm. it's hard and she's doing all the hard work mm-hmm. all by herself. Is she wrong to feel like she should get help? Probably not. But her focus is on is on what her sister yes. isn't doing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Jesus corrects her. She has this encounter with Jesus. He raises her brother from the dead. And, you know, she's kind of accusatory in that encounter. If you had been here, he wouldn't have yes. died. Yes, yes. But then as she he goes through that, and there's this resurrection that happens in front of her, and there's a change that happens in Martha, where the next time you see her, she is serving her action didn't change, but her attitude did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's still using her gifts. The Lord made her to be cooking for an army and you know mm-hmm. hospitality and all. But now I she's, relate to Martha. Now she's not doing it <laughs> in a grudging way. Yeah, she's still doing it. Yeah, but you know Jesus changes our heart, mm-hmm. her perspective. Absolutely, yeah, yes, yes, changing perspective. That was yeah. our original. Um, we thought about naming our podcast that. Changing right. Perspectives, yeah, because that's what life is about. It's about changing our perspective from right. what we want to mm-hmm. what Christ wants. And not, I don't know, not, like I said, it's not overnight. It takes time, and it yeah. takes a purpose, and it takes studying his word, and it takes putting ourselves aside over and over and over and over again and right. humbling and ourselves before him. Well, you're saying sometimes it's even just going back to the perspective thing. Sometimes it's even changing 
what we think Christianity should look like or what we think our service should look like. Well, just talking about perspectives, I was just talking about with this with my husband last night because um, he grew up in a very legalistic church mm -hmm. um, that I would say borders on works-based even though they would disagree because right. the gospel is correct. Right. But everything that they add to it, how you have to dress, what your hair has to look like, mm -hmm. what you can listen to, what you can't listen to, what you, all of these things that they add to it, or else um, God's going to punish you. Yeah. You know, this very, it's almost the flip side, like the, the, the other side of the prosperity gospel coin. So on one side, you've got these people who are trying to do all the right things for health and wealth. And on the other side, you have people who don't believe that, but they're trying to do all the right things to avoid poverty and destruction. Yes. <laughs> but it's the same. It yep. still works based. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they read the Bible as though they're the main character. And how does everything, how do you apply everything in the Bible to your situation? Mm. Instead of getting to a place where you're reading the Bible to know God. Right, to know his and heart. And to know, just to know him intimately and mm -hmm. to love him deeply. Mm -hmm. And if you and want to, to know how he loves us. Yeah. You know, instead of a collection of facts and a collection of rules mm -hmm. and, you know, and everything applies to you. So what are the Goliaths in your life? Like you read this, this story, instead of it, talking about who God is mm -hmm. in that, okay, this is, this is this enemy that has come to defeat the children of Israel. And the king that you all wanted, because you didn't want, we were ruled by judges yeah. until Saul, yeah. but you all wanted a king, and so you picked a king, and the king that you picked won't protect you from the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so you've got this enemy, and your king is supposed to lead you into battle, and he's not doing it. And so I will use what is foolish, a young shepherd boy, to defeat this enemy so that you know it was me. It was never about David. Yeah. It was never about Goliath. It was about God keeping his promise to the children of Israel to preserve them because he loves them. Yeah. But instead, we turn it and we go, well, what are the Goliaths in your life, and you know, what do you have to, what, what yeah. giants do you have to defeat? And what, but that's because we make it, you so can much about sort of make it that, but is that why, or was it to know who God is and right. that God is a God who will keep his word and he always keeps his promises. And he, if he says he's going to protect you and provide for you, if your King won't do it, he still will. And he'll do it with a child if he has to. Yeah. Yeah. And we tend to focus so much on, you know, like you said, those legalistics, like that set of rules. Right. And we can follow those set of rules, but it needs to be because, you know, we feel that's our conviction, right? our service to the Lord, and not right. because somebody told us we have to, but right. because when, when our, I don't follow a guy, I follow the Lord. When our desire is to be holy because he is holy. Yes. Instead of to do all the right things, one produces holiness the other produces self-righteousness yes. and it is a subtle line and that's where satan thrives mm -hmm. that is, is in so that true. almost right mm -hmm. line king agrippa it's even almost yeah. almost right almost persuaded almost me. persuaded yeah you know because it's not it's right a head knowledge, and not wrong a heart knowledge yeah. we're good with right and wrong 
it's right and almost right yes. that we struggle with. Yeah, that yes, that gray area. That is my husband talks about that gray area all the time, like when we do the teens on Sunday mornings, because teens love to live in that gray area. Oh yeah. Because it's not technically wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they can they can live there every day of their life until you show them that technically not wrong is wrong right. when you're up against holiness. Right. You know, you have to look at that in God's standards, not the world's standards, not what the world says is right, not what the world mm-hmm. says this is okay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, your standard might be like, well, okay, well, it's not really okay, well, but my well, standard's like, well, it, I should be more like this. Right. But where's God's standard, you know? Right. Well, it's the Pharisees all over again. Yes. So it's like, it's always the letter of the law. And are you keeping the letter of the law? Yep. And not the spirit of the law. And what we forget as Christians, we want to talk about Christian liberty and that, you know, we're not under the law, we're under grace. Mm-hmm. But you forget that grace took the law, took it farther than the law ever did. Mm-hmm. Because the law says don't commit murder and grace says don't hate. Mm-hmm. Or else it's and murder the law else. says don't commit adultery, and grace says don't, don't lust. lust. Mm-hmm. So it's not about the letter of the law; it's about the heart that causes the sin to begin with, sure. and correcting it here yep. before the outward action even happens. Mm-hmm. So if you're always looking for the technicality of what's okay and what's not okay, I would say God isn't looking at your actions so much as He's looking at your heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that is so true. My husband, from the time we got married. He kept saying, Shell, you need to put up guards. Mm. You need to guard your heart. And I'm like, you know, I, I, it's guarded, you know. Right. And yeah, Whatever that means. Yeah. Right. <laughs> guard your heart. Right. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. what does that mean? Well, 27, 27 years later, right. it, it, it makes sense. Like, yeah. I needed to guard my heart so much more because, you know, 12 years ago, there was there was a gentleman, and you know the story. There yeah. was a gentleman that tried to creep into my marriage. Yeah, and it was a tempting situation. And I'm not gonna lie, it was, you know, Scotty was there for it. She knows, and it was to be completely and utterly raw here. It was a very tempting situation sure. to, you know, walk away from a husband that I've had for I don't know how many years I'd been at that time, thirteen, fourteen years. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, there's this other guy, you know, he's very good looking, he's he's very sweet, you know, and he's interested. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't guard my heart hard enough. Right. Because if I would have, conversations would have never taken place. Right. That that conversation would have never happened. So learning from that, I need to guard my heart. Right. I need to put up walls. I need to not ever allow a conversation like that to happen. Right. Boundaries. That's always. I mean, this generation it, is all about boundaries, and they're not wrong. It's true. Right. Yep. <laughs> right. But we just have to have the right ones. It's yes. funny right. that you say that because I literally have a sign in my office that says boundaries, mm-hmm. and it's it's little things for me. Like um, it's okay to say no. That's it's right. okay that other people get upset sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's okay that some people might not think that I'm enough. But I know Christ thinks I'm enough, mm-hmm. and I'm trying my best. You know, those types of things. Yeah. Just to kind of remind myself, but it's funny that you say boundaries because... Right. That's mm-hmm. a hard thing to do, too, because saying no, I'm a people pleaser by nature, 
So to say that word no is very difficult or to... That's why it's there. <laughs> I know. But to let somebody else be disappointed in me is like so hard for me to swallow. Well, mm -hmm. one of the things I have next to it is one that I wrote for myself. It says, what are you so afraid of? And I wrote out a list of my fears. Mm. One of mm. them is rejection. And I wrote Christ was rejected too. Mm -hmm. Fear of what people think of me. Mm -hmm. People thought terrible things about him. The mm -hmm. religious leaders of the day thought right. that he was a blasphemer. I wrote um, on there, losing my loved ones. Right. And I wrote, Jesus wept. Mm -hmm. And even though, yes, he raised Lazarus. <laughs> <laughs> he raised Lazarus, and that was his power, but he still wept for his friend. Well, and sure. So I wrote through all of those, but then also comforted myself that Yes, I have these fears, but Christ went through all of these so that he knows how to help me through them. Right. Obviously, he already knew how to help me through them, right. but it helps open my eyes to see that I'm not the only one going through this. He has already been the forerunner in my life. He's already gone through all of those. Right. I have no need to fear because my Savior is here with me right. going through all of those. Mm -hmm. And so... It's so hard to remember that sometimes, like... <laughs> You know, but when you think, literally, like trying to put your yourself in Jesus's feet, and I know that's that seems almost blasphemous to say, but you know, but thinking of how he must have felt, being mocked, being mm -hmm. spit on, being, you know, the the things that people thought of him, the things that people said to him, you know, it had to have been hard. You well, know, you have to imagine it because otherwise, why did he? take on human flesh yeah. to identify with us if we couldn't also identify. We would. We have to know that he went through these things for real. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You think of, you know, I just think of middle school, you know. Wow. <laughs> middle school is like that, that time where everybody is looking at you and you're being judged for everything. You know, mm -hmm. I, you know, her and I have talked about that before where it's like, oh, we just wish middle school would have never, ever taken place. You know, you're so awkward. You're right? so... You know, all photos of that time. Period. I know, right? It's like you're trying to figure out hairstyles and clothing styles, and your body's changing, and and you say weird things, and people look at you like, oh my gosh, you're weird, and they're weird too, and you know, it's like that time of judgment. So <laughs> I think of that. Not that it's anywhere near what you know Jesus went through, but you know, I'm just thinking of that self consciousness, I guess, mm -hmm. like. Of being looked at and being judged and and just thinking oh my word like I don't know sometimes when I when I think of how much Jesus does for us it just blows me away mm. just it's amazing thank you for listening today those were some nuggets of conversation that we my mom and I had with Paula our main goal here is to be an encouragement, to point out some things that we've been learning, and also to encourage you to study scriptures yourself. We know that not everyone agrees on the same points, and so if you heard something today that made you stop and think, we encourage you to search the scriptures to find what you feel the Lord is convicting you about. Um, whether that be in agreement with us or in disagreement with us, we want this to be a safe space for everyone. 
Either way, we hope that this was an encouragement and that there was something in here that you could take away today. Thank you for listening and we hope you have a good week. We'll see you next week. Bye.